3: I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It's a whole lot to get to today. There's Biden corruption. He has seen more, I mean, unbelievable, man, to the president. He has seen more people of courage over the last week or so than since he can remember.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> what is he referring to? You won't believe it. We'll get to that in just yeah. a few. But well, I, we can start with uh, the Trump indictment.
4: Yeah, Trump gave a speech in Columbus, Georgia over the weekend reacting to being indicted for keeping those classified documents, reacting in a way that only Donald Trump can.
0: Yeah, I would say so. They want to use something called the Espionage Act. Doesn't that sound terrible? (laughs) Oh, espionage. We got a box. I got a box. (laughs) The Espionage. (laughs) The Espionage Act of 1917. I think it was put in there about World War I boxes. And by the way, Biden's got 1,850 boxes. He's got boxes in Chinatown, D.C. He's got boxes all over the place. He doesn't know what the hell to do with them. And he's fighting them on the boxes. He doesn't want to give the boxes. And then they say, Trump is obstructioning. He's obstructing. No, it's a sad, uh, sad day for the country.
3: <laughs> the rhythm for a little bit was reminding me of Dr. Seuss. Is it a box over here? Is it a (laughs) box over there? Boxes, boxes everywhere. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I like the way he went about that,
5: to be honest with you. I do too. It was A little bit of comedy. He uh, missed a great opportunity, though, because he could have done the act of 1917 and said Joe Biden actually voted for it. (laughs) That would have been great. (laughs) I don't want to speak for the man, but that would have been a good line.
3: From everything you've gathered over the last few days about this, do you think he's really in trouble? That's my question.
4: Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I mean, do look, too. And, so I'm afraid of. And here's why: it's like we all know this is a malicious prosecution. We all yep. know that this is politically motivated. That if this were any other former president, nobody would have gone to these lengths to charge him with these crimes. We know that, right? That being said, if you're going by the letter of the law and all of this stuff, if this prosecution, if this federal government wants to prosecute you, they will. Talk to anybody who's sitting in prison right now for walking into the Capitol on January 6th. Yep. If they want you in prison, they can get you in prison. And you can say it's not fair. You can say it's, oh, this is all a technicality. The thing that Trump needs is for this to get tossed out before going to trial. Maybe it will be. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that will happen. I, I tend to not think it will, but let's see. Or he wins the presidency, pardons himself, or another Republican wins the presidency and pardons him. Um, yeah, I guess it reminds me like you're driving, say, three mile an hour
3: over the speed limit, four mile an hour. Then you get pulled over. You're like, oh, come on, really? You're giving me a ticket for that? Well, your competitors are going 15 yeah. mile an hour over the same road right. and nothing happens. And you're frustrated but by the letter of the law. Well, were you speeding? Well, I, yeah. <laughs> well, but you never
4: get pulled over for that. That's, yeah. that's the way it feels to me. And, the, and in that analogy, I would say the reason you got pulled over instead of everybody else is that back in the day, you slept with the county sheriff's prom date. <laughs> and he's mad at you for it. Hey, why are we bringing something like that? Can't we just say
3: that I flipped him off if I, I, as I was driving by before, like 15 years ago? Why do you got to put it in the think, terms like that?
5: Hey, well, a little close to home there, huh, buddy?
3: Grudges have up. been held. <laughs> yes, there are grudges. There's no doubt about it. That's what it certainly looks like. But, yeah, just trying to figure out, okay, where does this go from here? Honestly, it doesn't look great for Trump. But that doesn't mean people are still not going to vote for him, because it looks like as far as his lead on DeSantis, it has been strengthened by all of this, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a surprise to anybody. But that's what you're seeing at least so far. Um, okay, Alan Dershowitz, I think we all have a level of respect for him. Sure. He, he has said many times, he voted for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. He's not a huge fan of Trump, but he also would tell you that people are definitely out to get Trump.
4: Yeah. And so what did he have to say? Yeah, uh, so he says that most of the federal indictment against Trump can probably be relatively easily defeated. But he says basically there's one page that's a real problem for Trump. And that's that's it's the scene in which Trump allegedly waived a classified document in front of a writer and a publisher. And according to the indictment, admits he didn't declassify it. Uh, And that's where the Espionage Act Charge comes into play here, and Dershowitz explains what this means. This was on Fox Business. Okay. And this was when Trump was at the golf course. Yeah.
3: Bedminster, yeah.
6: See, look at this. Look, the Espionage yeah. Statute is one of the worst statutes on the book. It was passed by Woodrow Wilson in 1917 to imprison his political enemies and people who were opposed to the First World War. Every liberal in the last hundred years uh, has been opposed to the Espionage Act because it doesn't deal with espionage, mm. but it does cover by its terms uh, trans. Admitting to anybody who's not authorized the contents of classified material. It doesn't require it be given to an enemy. It doesn't require that money be paid in exchange. Now, whether or not the law is that broad and can be construed that broadly, whether or not that's constitutional, after all, there's a lot to fight about. But I'm just telling you, it's the one paragraph, the one page, that should cause concern uh, by President Trump.
3: Yeah. You know, what was You know, I knew this would happen this morning As watching the morning news shows and watching Good Morning America, what are they going to cover? It's like three separate Trump stories. Okay, what about Joe Biden? What about what the House Intelligence Committee got to see last week as far as Biden family corruption? Because that is a major story. Nothing. Nothing on it. Mm -hmm. And you're not surprised. At the same time as you're watching it, you're like, unbelievable. Truly the enemy of the of the people they won't tell people what's going on it's so one-sided and when you have half the country that that's the only place they get their news that's why we are where we are okay now as far as the president seeing you know more courage in the last several days
4: than recent history where was he at was he visiting soldiers oh no 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 uh yeah i know uh joe biden was hosting a gay pride event at the white house what and talked about the bravery on display at the Gay Pride event.
7: Oh, We all talk about courage. Well, I see more courage in this lawn than I've seen at any time in the recent past. We just passed Memorial Day.
4: Yeah. We just... He was less than two weeks ago speaking at the Air Force Academy yeah. commencement. Sending off young men and women who may have to take part in a future war someday more courage because we got drag queens on the south lawn okay that's despicable
5: it's so typical
4: though
3: the other thing man i'm just
5: not surprised by anything anymore when i saw the flag hanging between the two american flags i'm like "Eh, Mm -hmm. that figures the pandering is at a level i've never seen before
3: you know we've talked before about within what is known as the community say and i including gays against groomers. You know, there's a fight within the LGBTQ plus group, correct? Okay. If Biden wanted to make some sort of comment that those that, quote, came out 30, 40 years ago and it was brave and you had to have courage, okay. But right here in front of you now, that takes courage? Right. Are you
5: freaking kidding me? (laughs) Well, when he was a little boy in the car in Scranton. What does saw, courage mean? Yeah, they saw him at the corner kissing two guys in suits. That was courage. What a pandering. Of course. Lathering.
7: Yeah. Well, and the other day, he didn't even know where he was. He couldn't speak. Well, I want to thank everyone at Rocky Mountain City Council. Nash County. Uh, uh, edge, 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 excuse me. Edgecombe uh, County.
3: Dude, that's not, like, edited to make it sound like mm. you was saying, edge, 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 edge like mm. Trump would say, Pete, boot, edge, edge. That was not edited. That is
7: live. Uh, edge, 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 excuse me. Edgecombe County. He was man. Mm-hmm.
4: I guess, in fairness to Biden, he said in recent memory, and considering he never remembers what day it <laughs> is, where he is, what his current office is, then maybe, just maybe, uh, that was... Something that, in recent memory, that was the bravest group he'd ever seen. Glad you caught that, David. Yeah. (sighs) Wow, man. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things that were happening over the weekend that uh, were, let's just say, fairly frustrating. Um, I know one thing had to be frustrating, and that was for uh, golfer Adam Hadwin, who's from Canada. Yeah. I don't know if you happen to see this. Nick Taylor who's from Canada, wins at the Canadian Open with this 73-foot putt. It was unbelievable. We had just turned it on, thinking, oh, it'll go to an extra hole. So we had tuned in right at that moment when this happens. We're like, oh, my gosh. So Hadwin, who is friends with Nick Taylor from Canada, is rushing out there with the champagne to spray him all down, right? All of a sudden, boom! Security guy tackles it. Did you see it? Yes. <laughs> Have you seen it, David? No, I so we got to show it to you. Yeah. It was a, like the security guy. It was a solid it tackle, was. right? Just yeah. boom and down. And then once he's down, the way the story goes, so they realized, oh, you're his friend. You're Yeah, you're a professional golfer. You're just dressed different right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing the update to that story because he got tackled pretty
5: good. Well, I mean, the guy didn't know, the security guy. No, he did not. Some guy's running with a bottle in his hand at yes. him. And I mean spraying. Yeah. yeah. his job, of course, is to protect the golfer, so yeah, I don't blame him. Clean hit then. It was pretty solid. It was a clean man. hit, yeah. And hit hard though. Yeah. It wasn't
3: like one of those old Deion Sanders just kind of flailed the body at the <laughs> knees. No, it was a solid oh, yeah. tackle shoulder. Well was gonna make sure he didn't get up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But unbelievable. Same way. team!
5: Same, same, same. <laughs> 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 he's my friend. <laughs>
3: What would have been great is if Dick Taylor said, I don't know the guy. Right. Beat him. Boo, <laughs> boo. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, did you see the update on Tucker Carlson? Fox has sent a cease and desist letter. You need to stop this Twitter thing. Now that update, much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So this Axios had the story. Fox News sends Tucker Carlson's cease and desist letter.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Whoa. Well, you know, he had a combined 169 million views on his first two yeah. Twitter shows. They're like, I don't know, 10 to 12 minutes each, something like that. Um, so apparently, as Fox fired Tucker Carlson, it wasn't so much a firing, <clears throat> excuse me, as much as we want to keep you off the air until this contract is over. We're going to continue to pay you through the contract, uh, but you can't go anywhere else. Because Fox doesn't want the competition. What's different about this, or at least so it seems, is that Tucker's not getting paid by this deal with Twitter. I don't know exactly how that works, other than he's just a guy on Twitter giving his opinions about things. Mm -hmm. And I got to believe with the lawyers that Tucker has hired, he knows what he's doing here.
5: Oh, You've getting, said that David. He's getting gift cards to Amazon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I think there's there are a couple of things at play here. One is that if, let's just say for the sake of argument, there is a breach of contract here with Tucker, Tucker is daring Fox News to take him to court over this. Yeah. Because if you go to court, I have to believe Tucker knows exactly why he was given the boot from Fox News. And Fox News would really rather that not see the light of day. Yes, and because if it were something that would totally drive a wedge between Tucker and his audience, I think I think Fox would have put that out there. Um, they would have done the Bill O'Reilly thing. They didn't do that with Tucker. Tucker wants to expose why he was fired, and so if they go to court, that's going to come out. And I think and what's it's the a reason game of chicken. you think
3: he was fired.
4: Uh, I wonder if it isn't something to do with the dominion lawsuit like there was a backroom deal that was made that could be other people
3: have speculated they think it had to do with well he would talk about things that the owners of fox didn't want him talking about Mm -hmm. ukraine he's not really for that and a lot of bashing
5: on the pharmaceutical companies Mm mm-hmm and it could be a combination mm-hmm. of all three. We really don't know. I don't think the powers would be like being told by a subordinate what he's going to do and not do. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think that, that was, the, he's not going to tell us what, man. Yes. Nose off in spite of face, yes.
3: So, I mean, as you can tell, Tucker's fighting this as a freedom of speech kind of thing. Like, well, you can't silence me. Because I'm guessing in the contracts, you can't go work for someone else. You know, he hasn't done that.
5: His lawyers went over this with a fine-tooth comb. Oh, yeah, and they're good. I mean, they're not going to put him in any jeopardy by putting him out there now, I'm pretty sure.
3: I would think so. And Fox is hemorrhaging as far as view- viewership. It's not just that time slot. It's no. the whole well, evening lineup. it is
5: because you watched him and you just kind of watched them as a condition of watching him. But yeah. now, I don't know, just anecdotally,
3: talking to different people, there's a sour taste in people's mouth about the entire thing. Yeah. Well, that's the way it went down. Yeah, I agree. They don't trust what Fox is saying. Nope. And it is. It's, it's been really disappointing. He's going to have another new episode uh, tomorrow where he's going to be talking about uh, the Trump indictment. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Did um, see this little story. You know when Netflix said they were going to crack down on the password sharing? Everybody laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's working.
5: I hear that. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So they started enforcing it May 23rd. Over the next six days, they averaged 73,000 new signups per day, including
4: nearly 100,000 on the 26th and 27th. Did you see that coming? No. I didn't see that. Didn't they offer like an ad-supported cheaper version of it or something? I thought that had been for a while. Maybe maybe that's true, David. So, yeah, more people are signing up because they're like, dang it, I can't use my ex-boyfriend's login anymore. Yes. So they said that
3: they've had the most sign-ups since early 2019. Mm -hmm. So who knows, man? Have you watched anything on Netflix? You don't have it anymore, do you, David?
4: No, I I canceled it after the Cuties debacle. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had softcore kitty porn on the platform, and I don't want my money going towards that. I don't blame you. I've got it. The thing is, and then I caved on Cobra Kai. I admit
3: it. Hypocrite! <laughs> but and, and that's what happens. Then it goes around for a couple of months. You get rid of it. Something else comes up. Mm-hmm. You get it. It's been that way on and off. But you canceled your Disney Plus subscription, yeah. Scott. Oh,
5: yeah, right but away. But you got
3: Netflix. But how often do you watch it? I don't hear you talking
5: about Not it Not a lot. I watch Seinfeld practically every night. I watch an old Seinfeld before I go to bed. Okay. But the one on my TV, my bedroom, television in my bedroom... It it, it wasn't good. It wasn't getting Netflix last night. What? It just spun. Oh, the streaming issue. My Netflix in my living room was fine. What? I don't know, dude.
4: How's that happen, David? Uh, That's probably a network connection on that particular computer. Hmm. Same computer. It's the same computer. I only have one computer. Are same TV? Or
5: no, not the same TV. No, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I see what
3: you mean now. All right. See, I love these conversations. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, you know, you know,
4: the young gun having a well, it would little jetty. Hey, hey, no, it doesn't go. work, David. And your, your TV is hooked up to the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I was talking about. Yeah. You, I, I, it's see, probably I, an issue with that television.
5: I see. I, stop with the language stuff, all right? Just, you got to slow down. And <laughs> explain it to me like you would a third grader. <laughs>
3: Something else we got to get to. Uh, former Attorney General Bill Barr said, after looking at this whole diamond with Trump, that he's toast. Some people don't care what Bill Barr has to say about anything. Do you think he's right when he says this? I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll hear the case. Yeah. We will get to that. And much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markler, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robin. Okay, so I think the quote is,
4: Trump is toast. This is from former Attorney General Bill Barr. Yeah, he says his old boss, Donald Trump, is in some serious trouble after being indicted for holding on to classified documents. Uh, this was on Fox News Sunday, and I, it's like I
8: 50-50 agree with him. Okay. I, I do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and, and what proves to be true, but I do think that even half what Andy McCarthy said, which is, if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a very detailed indictment, uh, and it's very, very damning. And this idea of presenting Trump as a victim here, a victim of a witch hunt, uh, is ridiculous. Yes, he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his uh, adversaries have obsessively pursued him with phony claims, and I've and I've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim. But this is much different. He's not a victim here.
4: Okay, so the 50-50 agreement. What do you mean by that, David? 50% in in that if half of what's in the indictment can be proven in a court of law, yeah, he's in some trouble. Uh, that of course, is the open ended question, which is why we have trials to begin with in this country but the the second part of him saying, well he's not really a victim y- yeah, he kinda is because there's not another president, another former president for whom this would have even been an issue, meaning that if it like you didn't have the raid at at biden's think tank you didn't have you know this massive right investigation and back and forth with other presidents, much less, I mean, think about Hillary Clinton, too. You didn't have this level of scrutiny that rose to this level of potential criminality with any other political figure because the feds knew it would be politically toxic for them to go through with any sort of prosecution. In the case of Donald Trump, they figure it's worth the risk. So that's where it's different to me yeah that's all right your point that's what i that's where i differ from bill barr i think this absolutely is a politically motivated prosecution i do too and i mean at the same time there's no denying that
3: trump has a lot of unforced errors over time well sure and we'll see how much of this is true but if he really directed somebody isn't it better that we just don't tell him it's here I mean, if there's actual audio recording of that, that's bad. Mm-hmm. We don't know that for sure. We'll see. You,
5: you know, mean, you got
3: it in the bathroom. You got it on the stage.
5: It's so like, I mean, dude, how would you like to don't, live it's from... like,
3: Yes, they're coming for you. You already know that, but don't make it easy.
5: How would you like to live in a world where everything you say to whomever is potentially going to be recorded and used against you at some point in time? Wow, yeah. man. I mean, oh, I understand. I mean, when we talk about, well, we have a recording of him saying this. I'm like, how'd you get a recording of who yeah. Who was wired? Who went in there with it? The, you know, what's going on? Yeah. How do you ever have any sort of substantial conversations you don't want people to know about if you're in that position?
3: I, I don't know, know, man. Here's the thing. If one of the allegations is true yeah, when he's talking about the classified documents about Iran— and he's with a couple of dudes at the golf course saying it's right here. And he's shaking the papers, right. even if they're not the papers. Dude, you got to be smarter than that.
5: Yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree with you there. But if you're but yeah. that's the Trumpster, man, yeah. I mean, if you're like goofing with your buddies or something, I, I don't know. Well,
4: In this case, I think he was sitting down for a consensually uh, taped interview because it was a biographer and a, and a publisher writing a book about Mark Meadows.
3: Then I may be getting stories mixed up of bragging on the golf course to a couple of guys mm-hmm. about classified documents. I'm like, oh, dude, no. It's one thing to say, you know, I shot
5: 63 course
1: record. Yeah. <laughs> right. When
5: you get into this other stuff, though, man, you got to back off of the right. the braggadocious stuff. You want to know how I'm going to take a rack out? Right here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, by by the way, Trump, for his part, had this to say about his old attorney general on Roger Stone's new radio show. You know what? Until this happened, I did not know that Roger Stone had a new radio show. I think it was the first episode on Sunday. Huh. Pretty good episode to have that.
0: Bill Barr, is. I think he's more weak than anything else. And now he goes and he sits down, and if they can find a chair for him because it's not that easy. And he sits down and he just uh, bloviates and it's disgraceful. He's so it's it's actually unpatriotic. It's so bad for our country.
4: <laughs> I don't think it's unpatriotic. I think the dude's got an opinion.
5: Yes. Yes.
3: You're worn out by all of it already, aren't you, Rob? I, 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 I can get see the, it in your I eyes. I get
5: to that point. I mean, I really do. Where I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. You know. <laughs> yes. And then he's talking about I'll run even if I'm convicted. I'm going to run yeah absolutely no doubt about it i mean i'd be able to if you're convicted
3: but anyway well i mean and you see where the polling is right now oh yeah and you keep wondering where this is going to go and at the same time when there's part of me going okay it's this is a witch hunt and at the same time well don't don't make it easy for them and then you get to where i'm watching whatever you know news to prepare for this show and i'm like what why do they bury the Biden story? And, of course, I already know, you know why, why they yeah. bury the Biden story, but it doesn't make it any less irritating. Okay, we got to move on. All I'm going to do is keep griping and moaning. It's all right. And you can't do anything about it. It's entertaining. I've had it. I know. I mean, I don't know how when you're Lester Holt, you call yourself a journalist and you go on every night basically – Giving people the false impression of what's going on, and you know better. Anyway, all right, Take care of yourself That's and of light of someone. <laughs>
7: yeah, not the
3: biggest story of the day, but it certainly caught your attention, David. Today, what's your story?
4: The Biden administration awarded a six-figure grant to a liberal think tank to produce inoculation videos. What to fight extremism? The orga- uh, organization in question is the Polarization and Extremism Research and Innovation Lab. Peril is what it's called. OK, uh, this was in the Washington Free and the Department of Homeland Security gave them seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars as part of its targeted violence and terrorism prevention program. Uh, Peril will use the funds to improve media literacy, to identify extremist ideas and form inoculation tactics to create off ramps from violent extremism. Now, let's take a look at what this group has called violent extremism in the past okay are you pro second amendment yes you're a violent extremist of course it's basically if you have conservative thought they want to provide an off-ramp for you you're not talking about the guys who have you know swastika neck tattoos or anything like that you're talking about people who are using government money to wipe out uh any sort of opposition to liberal ideology that's what they want to do man it's all over the place
3: so, yeah, I mean, you just get used to that after a while, that if you're against, you know, kids taking puberty blockers and having, you know, mutilating surgery, well, you're anti-trans. You're a bigot. That's right. If you think Black Lives
5: Matter is a scam, you're racist. You know how it goes. Sure. It just goes with the territory. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, Bud Light sales plunged in May. Yeah. And the beer brand was number one, no longer. Anheuser-Busch InBev sold $297 million worth of Bud Light for the four weeks ending May 28th. That is a staggering 23% drop from the same time period of the year before, year to year. It's according to Circana, a data analytics company. Modelo, by the way, is now number one, $333 million in sales. That's a 15% increase from 2022. When are the shareholder lawsuits going to start? You owner. It's got to.
4: Yeah, well, what can they do now? I mean, if it's um, if Mo, if Modelo is number one, that's an InBev, Anheuser Bush product anyway. So, I mean, they're still making money.
3: Yeah, a lot of people they know about. Well, Bush. Yeah, you know, certainly Budweiser.
5: They're like, oh, Modelo's them too. Mm. Yeah, people will find out soon enough. Probably start sure. a mascot called Bud pretty soon. just tank another brand why not
3: saw this story i didn't really care but i wanted to bring it up for scott for my story today um maybe it's a lesson for all of us um you know how someone would say hey man you're in great shape for your age yeah yeah do you take that as a slight not at all no jennifer aniston has had it with people telling her she looks good for her age She said, it drives me bananas. That's a habit of society that we have these markers like, well, you're at that stage. So for your age, I don't even understand what it means, she said. I'm in better shape than I was in my 20s. I feel better in mind, body, and spirit.
5: It's all 100% better.
3: So I know this used to be your sort of dream girl, Scott.
5: Well, well, yeah. Not just me, but half of America, I think.
3: Uh, well, a lot of people have moved on once they figured out she was nuts.
5: Including Brad Pitt. Yeah. But for you, you still kind of like holding the flame there. No. Nah, holding well, the torch. She's too old for me now, Dave. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she looks good for her age. That's what I was just going to say. She look better yeah. if she smiled more. Right, right.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, why is she so unhappy? You know, I don't know, because they, they don't have to work. None of them do. You just go out to the mailbox, and there's this huge check every month for royalty money. The show never stopped running. But get... you, it's so strange because usually these
3: actresses, once they get into their fifties, if they've never had kids, always seem so happy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> they don't need children to define who they are, sir. Yep. Nor a man.
3: Yep. Gross. They bought that life for a lot. Yeah. For a long time, and now that taste is bitter. Mm. Yeah um kamala harris is she uh taking on guns now is she the guns are yeah that and much more coming up right here the markley Van camp and robin show jamie markley david Van camp scott robins kamala harris has a new assignment
4: yeah really? yeah she's done with the border uh she's done with ai i guess and i I'm not sure where we stand on the electric school bus thing. She loves electric school buses. Just yeah. ask her; she'll tell you. Uh, Wait a but, second. The AI
3: thing's certainly not solved. The border's not solved.
4: Th- but but those were in her portfolio, and then but oh. I, I, hmm. Are you telling me that maybe she's not very good at her job?
3: Very much so. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
4: but uh, the Biden Harris campaign plans to make addressing gun violence a big focus of President Biden's reelection effort. Oh, sure. Kamala Harris will be a leading voice on the issue. That's going to be her thing when she hits the campaign trail, which based on her track record on AI, the border, et cetera, I think this is great news because it means we're all going to start getting a lot of free guns. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Maybe she can get to the root causes on that. Yeah. Death in the inner city. That sort of thing
9: to address the root causes of okay, I can't of do it today.
3: I can't. I can't, that's like, no. 32 seconds of that going over and over and over, cannot do it.
9: And um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. I don't know if I could do that one either. Right, the significance of the passage oh. of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in yeah. terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do mm. to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time I when we think about a day in the life of our children.
7: God.
3: Okay. You know what? I can see it. I can see it on your face, Scott. I can see it on yours, David. There's a lot of frustrating stuff in the news. hmm and it's Monday. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're back to it, man. I'm thinking game time early in the week right oh, now. Boy, I'm, I'm thinking fine. game time.
6: Not today. You don't get a vote.
5: <laughs> it's not up to you. I'm with Mamala on this one. Not today, but we're going to anyway, so let's go. David's the current champ. You have a chance to steal. You won a week ago. <laughs> yeah,
3: once. Okay, this is newly ranked stuff. Okay, all right. All right, okay. let's go. What do we got this week? Well, we got to have this. Yeah, let's do this. Just rank the ten most annoying things other drivers do. Hmm. Have you seen this? Uh, no. No, any cheaters. I haven't. Okay. You know how it works. If you get number one, it's a ten-pointer, and it goes on down from there. Uh, only have a couple of minutes for this game. I'm hoping we can get more than three guesses each. But David, you lead off. Um. I'll say tailgating. Tailgating. Always a great guess when it comes to something like this. Yes, that is number five. That's a six-pointer.
5: Van Camp on the board to Robbins. Driving slow in the left lane. Slow God, in the left lane. Uh, of course it isn't. Why would it be? Oh, it is. That
3: is number three. That is an eight-pointer.
4: And Robbins out in front Ooh, to Van Camp. Um, similar. How about when somebody... Uh, Speeds up to get in front of you, and then they slow down like five miles an hour under the speed limit.
3: Yes, that is on there. I'm trying to find exactly where that is. Uh, yeah, oh, golly man, I don't know which one to
5: award you with the lowest point one.
4: <laughs> it's it's it, phrase that again, David. Uh, if somebody speeds up. I don't know. Gets gets into your lane, maybe cuts you off or something, and then goes slow. Cuts you off
3: was yes, that's number one. Actually, when you cut him off, I'm sorry, Scott. Well, I was, know you're looking like you got hose there. I like but this. once he used the phrase "cut you off," that was what I was looking Challenge for. flag on that. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. For the sake of time, it's yours. You can come right back and win this. Not using turn signals. No turn signals. Uh, Yes, that is number six, and that is a five-pointer. Right now it is 16-13. This is tight. Uh, We have just about a minute left in the game.
4: All right. I I think when the guy behind you has those super bright lights on, or they've got their brights on to begin with.
3: Dim it, dim it. Yeah, who don't dim their brights and blind you, Mm -hmm. that's number four. That's a seven-pointer. Now it's 23-13.
5: Back to Robbins. Holy, so I thought I had one right at the top of my tongue, but oh, gosh dang it. Uh, oh, four way stop. Not understanding how a four way stop works.
6: <laughs>
5: no,
3: that's not there.
4: God. You can
3: close it out right
4: here, Van Camp. Um, golly. Uh, do, 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 do. Try. Uh, tries to merge when you've been waiting at like an exit ramp for several They minutes. won't let you merge? No, they're trying to merge when I've been sitting there forever. Uh, Last one, Scott. They won't let you merge. They won't let you merge. Right.
3: Yeah, that's number two. That's a nine pointer, which brings you to 22, but Van Camp has 23. No! And that's the no! end of the game. No! Oh, oh! my! No! And Van Camp, David Camp, This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Roberts Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
4: News update David Van Camp. Hey, remember when the Biden administration said that they were providing a, a new means to orderly uh, and safe migration from south of the border into this country? One, one of the things that they did was they started this app. Remember that they they put <laughs> put out this app and said, hey, just sign up online using this app and you can come on in. This is how you can check in and make an appointment to come on into the country. Yes. Well, officials have suspended the use of that app in South Texas now because uh, uh, people on the other side of the border between Laredo and Nuevo Laredo, which is in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mexican officials were using the information on the app to extort people. They said, oh, you got this appointment, I see. Well, you better give me what you got in your wallet, or else we might detain you, and make sure you miss that appointment. Wow. They're just drawing a bright red circle around all these people who are apparently just so desperate to come into America, they're fleeing gang violence and whatever, and Joe Biden just basically created Uber for cartels and corrupt cops to take advantage of these folks.
3: Unreal. By the way, I guess I could put this in Nimrods. It, this did make news. Did you hear about the Miami Heat, their mascot getting punched by Conor McGregor? No. It was supposed to be like a planned thing. Conor McGregor comes onto the floor and then punches him. The thing was, <laughs> what wasn't planned apparently was McGregor was actually going to punch him. Oh, gee. He punched him hard twice. The guy, I from what I heard, had to be taken to the hospital. Holy mackerel. And they asked Dana White, the UFC, you know. The head of the AOFC about it, and he said, hold on, here's the audio I have right here. Roll it. I
5: saw the Deontay Wilder one, too. What's up with mascots wanting to get punched in the face by professional fighters? What do you expect? What are those mascot things made out of? Unless you're like the Golden Knights mascot. I don't even know what the hell he wears, but I'm assuming it's a metal helmet. I wouldn't have professional fighters punching me in the face.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: He does kind of have a point there. You know, I wouldn't want to get punched whether I had a mask no. on that. No, I'm good. All right, we gotta get to the Nimrods.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp and Robbins show.
5: I love the
0: poorly educated.
1: All right. Twenty-two year old guy, Indiana,
3: Frankie Rosa, arrested. Why? He was shooting at a mouse outside. His neighbors called the cops, hey. This guy's squatting down in the front yard. The mouse was in a trap. Inside, he took it outside to then shoot it. Oh, but a guy was outside with his son. He like, What are you doing? Cop showed up. He was arrested. <laughs> and that's Nimrods in the news.
2: Are you ready?
3: A lot of people talking about the
4: Trump indictment. Mm -hmm. Alan Dershowitz says there's one page that's really problematic, huh? Yeah. And I think, you know, Alan Dershowitz, he says that, you know, for the most part, he doesn't see a lot of these other charges sticking, but it's the one that's classified under the Espionage Act because the Espionage Act is so intentionally vague in its wording, um, said this one may actually get Trump. And that's that's a horrible thing. It's the scene in which Trump allegedly waved this classified document in front of a writer and a publisher, and according to the indictment, admits he didn't declassify it, even though he could have. Uh, here's Dershowitz explaining on Fox News.
6: The rest of it, I think, uh, can easily be defeated on legal and factual ground. This is the one that should be worrisome to the president. He may have an answer for it. He may be able to say, look, I was just showing off a little bit. I didn't really have them read the document." I just flashed them in front of their eyes to show them, look, I'm the former president, and what I'm telling you is true. These documents prove it. But that's the only page in the indictment that should really worry President Trump and his lawyers. Well,
3: it's probably enough, isn't it?
4: No if they want to get him which they do right Mm -hmm. and that's the thing again you can say no other political leader would be under this level of scrutiny from the department of justice because it's just too radioactive politically speaking but in this case if they want to they'll they they're going to find a crime and they, they they say they already have found multiple crimes and so they're going to go after him and this may be the thing okay
3: And do you expect anything to happen with the Biden family corruption? No.
5: No. I'd love to be proven wrong. Why do you win,
3: Scott? Well, I
5: I mean, how long can you ignore this hard evidence? How long can you just poo-poo it?
3: The FBI's had it for a long time.
5: But we just keep peeling this onion and it gets worse and worse. And I'm just like, how long can you just go with this? Because, you know. is anybody the least bit curious? If...
3: What we've seen from the Biden story is true in that, you, you know, you have this form where you have Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, writes a check for five million dollars to Joe Biden. And we know the
4: circumstances around that. If that's true, that's far worse than what Trump did. It's not even close. Well, yeah, it's using your office to directly sell out the American people to make some quick cash. Yes. And this is
3: a credible source. It's not covered. In Legacy Media, but that story's certainly out there. But we'll get to more on that a little bit later. Did you see what happened with Daily Wire over the weekend? Getting booted off some social media platforms? Because oh, of hate speech?
5: Oh, the Jordan Peterson thing? Yes, yeah.
3: was, he's one. Kansas is another. Yeah. Well, Matt Walsh has been booted before. There's different things. Um, Peterson shared the message he got from YouTube. Informing him that a video titled trans when ideology meets reality was removed due to an alleged violation like violation Content glorifying glorifying or inciting violence against another person or group of people is not allowed on YouTube We also don't allow any content that encourages hatred of another person or group uh, based on their membership in a protected group Um, So Peterson responded to that on Twitter saying i have now officially been accused of hate speech on youtube let's be clear about this that is a direct accusation of conduct deemed criminal in many jurisdictions this is absolutely not okay youtube not okay you're like what was it exactly that we're talking about as far as jordan peterson well he had put up an interview that he had And it was an author of a book about all of the trans craziness. If you want to hear a little bit of the interview, it's a lady named Helen Joyce. Yeah, I watched this. Yeah. You've seen part of it. Yeah. Okay.
0: And yet you haven't been exposed to the kind of vitriol that this book attracted. And so I guess there's two questions about that. One is why in the world would this be such a hot button issue, but, but also a hot button issue associated with that kind of mobbing and vitriol. And what technological transformations say social media related do you think might be also contributing to the fact that uh someone like you can be s- targeted so effectively for communicating for communicating now
3: yeah two really good questions so far you hear a lot of hate in there so far asking oh, the yeah. question i all <laughs> the
4: vitriol to you for speaking the truth i, I def- definitely heard him calling uh for genocide against trans people there hmm yeah
2: yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch it's it first go round, but here's Helen Joyce. I think that one of the reasons that the vitriol is so intense on this subject is that it's so linguistic. You know, when you say that men can become women by saying that they're women, or vice versa, you're making a statement about language, not about reality. And in the post, the postmodernist turn is precisely that turn in which the language takes precedence over the bedrock material itness of things. And so when somebody like me insists on talking about the Yes they see and refuses to use the words that are mandated, we're destroying the reality that people are trying to create. And since they see the reality that they're trying to create as something that is socially just, that they're trying to bring around, bring about a new Jerusalem, someone like me is doing a very bad thing and should be silenced by any means necessary.
3: Yeah, yep. it blows the thing apart. You have to play pretend with us. Or you're not only booted out of the club we're coming after you hard Mm -hmm.
4: not only that and if i speak what reality is it's now deemed as hate yeah and that's insanity yeah i think you got a couple of things happening one uh you do have people as she alluded to you know building a new jerusalem essentially you have a this is a religious movement you have to keep that keep that in mind that this is a religion that that worships the self
3: By the way, on that, I want you to finish your point. She actually talks about how it is a religious battle later. I can play the clip in a second if you want, but I want your point first.
4: But then also, there are people who realize that if you don't want people to expose the the sham, the best way to do it is to threaten them and bully them to shut them up. Mm -hmm. Now, those two things work hand in glove, but that's why you hear the shrieking, because at the end of the day, the activist class knows that their position is not defensible. Absolutely,
3: totally agree with that. Now, as far as this being a religious battle, see what you think of this.
0: become a religious battle, essentially. And we should also talk about why you and I have both both concluded, apparently, that this is best construed as a religious battle.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with every word that you say. And in particular, Mm. I would say that the reason that this battle is being fought on women's bodies, particularly, because if you want to say that sex isn't real and what people say about themselves is real, Like, formally, that's symmetric. That should affect everybody. But actually, it affects women because women's bodies are more exigent than men's. So we're the ones who carry the babies, basically.
3: Have you ever heard this take before? I thought it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She goes
2: on. And I think that means that a large share of all women hit the bedrock reality of this is how we make new human beings. And it's easier for men to ignore that fact, easier for men to think of themselves as a um, a ghost in a machine or as a little homunculus being carried around by a meat puppet, um, as someone who could become immortal, as someone who could, you know, cut the fleshly bonds or that, you know, we could start doing womb transplants, all these things. Like, if you've had that experience of growing another human being and then having to get it out of you, you're just a much less... Um, you're just much less amenable, shall we say, to these sorts of illusions. <laughs> Maybe part of it is her
3: accent yeah. that adds to the delivery. But I had not heard that take, and I'm sure she's not the first to say, you know, it's a lot of dudes to think they can change and blah, blah, blah. You've never carried a baby before. yeah, And that's why when you hear moms go off saying you don't know what it's like at all to be a woman, mm-hmm. you could never do this. So don't pretend it. People get offended by that really interesting man. there's like 15 seconds left oh, yeah, go, roll it.
2: and so here in, in Britain one of the major sites of resistance to all of this is Mumsnet which has this reputation as being a site where you talk about you know what are the best uh, diapers to buy or what's the best formula or you know is my husband being a jerk or whatever but actually it's also where women talk about this movement to turn the word woman into something that just means a feeling a feeling that can be in a man's head right It's more than that, obviously.
3: By the way, on this note, but a completely different story,
4: David, you had some sort of polling data on the trans insanity. Well, I think despite the relentless campaign to normalize men competing in women's sports and castrating children in the name of this religious ideology, uh, Americans are actually moving more and more away from it. That's the good news, is that the shrieking doesn't really work anymore, Um, which is shocking why you would have the white house still on board with castrating children and wanting well it it really is remarkable because that's not where most americans are and it's never really been where most americans are but it's more about taking away what keeps society together yeah i mean
3: you really have people that want to turn this into a communist nation that sounds crazy to
4: some people but it's playing out, and that's just part of it. Uh, 2021, Gallup asked people about biological men playing in women's sports. 61% mm-hmm. said, no, men need to, be, need to compete against men. Women need to compete against women. Right? Mm-hmm. And you would think, after this onslaught of media coverage that says you have to support the Leah Thomases of the world and whatnot, <laughs> you would think that that number would have gone down, right? because it's worked that way in the past with other leftist causes no two years later now it's actually up to 69 percent of americans say no men need to compete with men uh women need to compete against women and theory on why i I, do well i i think it's because you despite what mainstream media has tried to do which is to sort of whitewash this people have seen the videos that's it. Well,
5: <laughs> I also, I also, also, I think there is a large swath of people out there who have girls who compete in sports. That's true, too. Yeah. The travel soccer, the travel softball. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, you know, all this. And you're seeing them destroy the, the women's sports. To
3: David's point, when you see whether it's weightlifting, the swimming. Uh, <laughs> bicycling. This past, oh, it just happened, past yeah, weekend over, Yeah. Yeah. Um, the rugby, for crying out loud. You're yeah. like, people are getting destroyed. This is crazy. So, yeah, I'm glad those numbers are going up. You know, something we haven't had a chance to get to yet is a tragic thing that is happening all over the country. Gays are getting thrown out of restaurants. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh, for God, person, just- what
7: He said it. When a person can be married in the morning <laughs> and thrown out of the restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong in America. Well, bring your receipts. Yeah, where, where did that happen?
5: Where the way, did that yeah, happen? If you're wondering, did, that,
7: did
3: he say that 20 years ago? No, he said that over the weekend.
5: No, you're right. Where?
4: Yeah, well, you know. Where is that happening? <laughs> Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are actually rounding up gays, putting them on buses, and sending them to New York. I don't know if you <laughs> knew about that.
5: <laughs> well, remember the signs in front of the restaurants in Florida? No gays allowed? <laughs> right. <laughs> remember that? Yeah.
3: Well, that time you had the Queen t-shirt on, I had a Judas Priest. They booted yeah. us out just thinking we might be gay. You never know. All right, we'll get to that and much more. Coming up right here. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley,
7: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thrown out of the restaurant for being gay in the afternoon. Something is still very wrong in America.
5: What? That's the dumbest, single most dumbest, unimaginative lie that maybe's ever come out of that feeble old man's mouth. Oh, man, he has said a- that
3: before.
4: Yeah, thrown out of restaurant for being gay gay is when that a, is that a common occurrence here that's what we don't know
3: it's just pandering and this is still a problem you're being attacked what thrown out of
4: restaurants what are you talking about i mean is there some weird
5: example from somewhere
4: no, no. now i i do remember this from 2021 i think a couple of years ago um they say but it happened in new york city where a gay couple they ordered food at this place in the bronx they say they were verbally harassed by an employee i remember covering the story at the time because i thought wow that's crazy not in new york really you would think you know that's like pride central in america right uh no actually what happened was a clerk said something rude to them uh and they left they were not kicked out and then the restaurant apologized to them
3: so from that you take yeah gays are getting kicked out of restaurants right
7: no one not done the history books will note it
3: yeah not to not it didn't happen no it's a joke all right moving on to the cnn legal analyst saying, yeah, what's up with the Hunter Biden investigation?
4: Yeah, this is pretty wild. A a CNN legal analyst is actually wondering what the hell has taken so long with the Hunter Biden investigation. Not the laptop or the bribery thing, but the basic tax and gun law violation investigation, which has been going on for like five years. This is Ellie Honig. On CNN, they're actually asking this question. I couldn't believe it. Wow. This is preposterous. This has been pending, according to our reporting at CNN, since 2018.
0: Five years and this, by the way, this investigation is not the laptop. This investigation is a tax issue. Did Hunter Biden declare his income? And a, and a sort of obscure gun law. Did he possess a gun while he was addicted to drugs, which you're not allowed to do under federal law? Did he lie about that? But five years, I mean, that's a five-week investigation. Somebody, and this spans the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Someone's got to make a call on this case. I don't know what is going on, but it, it's beyond anything I've seen before.
3: Giving yeah. the illusion that they're actual... News people. Yeah.
4: Well I yeah, I would say it's not an obscure gun law either. <clears throat> Anybody who's recently purchased a firearm and had to go through the background check process, that's part of the questionnaire. Like are you currently addicted to drugs? Yes or no.
3: Yeah. Well Hunter was telling the truth.
4: Right. Well, yeah. well, no, not in the last fifteen minutes, right? Right. <laughs>
5: Not since I started, that. that's as I started filling this form out. I, yeah. <laughs> I,
4: I've been clean and sober for 24 seconds. <laughs>
5: <laughs> By the way, speaking of CNN,
3: did you see uh, Vivek Ramaswamy on telling Dana Bash basically how to do her job? You should be doing this. It's a journalist talking about the Trump indictment. I didn't see it. Did you see? Have you I heard this not clip? See it, no. Oh, roll this.
8: With mm-hmm. due respect, I think it is shameful that I, as a competitor to President Trump in this race... Have to ask questions that the media isn't asking. The job of the political media, if it has one job, is to hold the U.S. government accountable. We know that. Instead, we're doing the bidding. You're seeing the media doing the bidding of the U.S. government. Ask the question. Get to the bottom of what Biden told Garland and what Garland told Jack Smith. If the same shoe fit the other foot, you would not take their word at face value. Do not take their word now. Get to the bottom of it. Let's actually restore journalism in this country. That's what's actually missing is getting to the
9: truth. Okay. Thank you for that. Nope. <laughs> Oops.
4: They'll get to the bottom of it as soon as the deep state turns on Joe Biden. Right. Then they'll They'll, they'll like, circle back to yeah. me, sure. Right.
3: I like Ramaswamy a lot. So man. do I. He's very yeah. good. You know, it's going to be interesting once the debates roll around. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, if
4: there's one big story today, what is it? Uh, I guess it's the continuing fallout of the uh, indictment of Donald Trump, what he said, what other former and current allies are saying. Um, The one thing that I think is really interesting is where his competitors go from here in the Republican primary, because you're in a tough spot. You got to acknowledge that this is malicious. This is they're going after him because he's Donald Trump and they want to take him down. But if you say that, it makes people more sympathetic to Donald Trump and makes people want to go vote for him more in a primary. So it's a delicate dance that the likes of Ron DeSantis and others have to do moving forward. Yeah. All
3: right. We'll dive into that. Also, Diet Coke harms your body in just one hour? What? We'll get to that as well coming up right in. The Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer in the Kiss T-shirt. Yeah, buddy. Classic. Sky Robin. Okay,
4: where do you want to start? Zuckerbot, your buddy, David? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, so we're getting more and more information about uh, COVID and the origins of COVID. I don't know if you saw the report that says, oh, yeah, by the way, the Chinese military had a hand in developing back coronaviruses at that lab in Wuhan that our, our government was providing money to.
3: Yeah. No one needs to send me any apologies yeah. by email or anything like that. It's okay. And so We had the information. We talked about it. Yeah. Maybe some of us were called kooks and conspiracy
4: <laughs> yeah. theorists. It's okay. Blood uh, yeah. on our
5: hands. Don't forget that one.
4: Yeah, of course. And yeah. a lot of that conversation was censored on social media. Yes. Well, well, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerbot as I call him, third or fourth worst human being on the planet, uh, says it was tough deciding who to censor during the pandemic. And in a way he almost sounds regretful, but then you gotta remember this is his trick. When he's been caught doing something, he says, you know what, we really shouldn't have done that. We're gonna work to earn your trust moving forward.
3: Always does that. Yeah. All right. Let's hear the latest one. Here we go. So
10: misinformation, I think, is um has been a really tricky one because there are things that are kind of obviously false, right, that are maybe factual. Um it may not be harmful um since like all harmful. right are you gonna censor someone for just being wrong it's you know if, if there's no kind of harm implication of what they're doing i think that that's there's there's a bunch of real kind of issues and challenges there you gonna make it scott
5: it's just the we're halfway through the clip <laughs> choosing words carefully uh, yeah just okay go ahead yeah
10: but then i think that there are other places where it is um you know, just take some of the stuff around COVID earlier on in the pandemic where um, there were, you know, real <sighs> health implications, but there hadn't been time to fully vet a bunch of the scientific assumptions. And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of the kind of establishment on that, um, you know, kind of waffled on a bunch of facts and, you know, asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being, you know, more debatable or, or true. Well- and that stuff is really tough, right? And really undermines trust.
3: When they waffled, why didn't you let it out there?
4: Right. Why'd you just listen? But again, it's always shifting responsibility, right? Well, it's not our fault. The government told us that, you know, questions about the vaccines, questions about who was really at risk of getting in really sick from COVID, school closures, things like that. It wasn't our fault. We didn't. We just we made the, we let the government essentially dictate what was allowed speech and what was not allowed speech. That was on the Lex Friedman podcast, by the way. I want to give credit.
3: Oh, cool. Um, that's really frustrating to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you're listening to this right now, you're like, you son of a gun.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you didn't say gun. No, you didn't. You really didn't. He's always like that. And when I see different Republicans taking a lot of his money after the scolding that they might give him on Capitol Hill and then nothing ever happens, I've seen that time and time again. Man, oh, man. Well... Earlier today, when I first saw Scott this morning, you were half losing it about the whole Wuhan lab and the Chinese military. I remember when the reports were there, it started years ago. As far as doing the research for a bioweapon and just dinky that uh, here it comes out of Wuhan and you had, you know, the military games there. Earlier in 2019, and all these people were getting sick, what was that from? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no way it could be the lab. And then you had the World Health Organization. We're stopping the investigation. It did not come from that lab in Wuhan. Right. Stop
5: it. Well, the British, you presses, British press is on it today saying, well, no, they did like two years of deep diving into this thing. And it did come from there. And it was funded by us. And it was gain of function. And it was the military involved, the Chinese military involved. All of these things were true. Now, according to this article, which, by the way, again, this is a newspaper that is very middle. They endorsed Barack Obama.
3: What? And you think about it. Have you seen a lot of that story around legacy media no. over the last few days? No, oh, no. Think about what COVID-19 meant to the world, what it did to this country, what it did to so many people, how many people it killed. Mm-hmm. And now you have all these organizations saying definitively. Yes, this came from the lab, and the Chinese military was involved. But that's not a story. That's insane. That's where we are. Yep. Okay, the latest on Daniel Penny.
4: Marine, David. Daniel Penny is the Marine who restrained a violent criminal on New York subway and is now facing charges because that violent criminal died. Uh, And he's speaking out now and explaining how the media has completely lied about the situation between him and Jordan Neely.
11: Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Ely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. So the whole interaction lasted less less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this is about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers. A lot of whom were people of color. The man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was, was a person of color. And then a few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What, I don't believe that I'm, I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect.
4: Yeah, but did you ever see his Michael Jackson impersonation? (laughs) Yeah. Just so you know, if you're ever in a position where you might need to restrain a violent criminal on Mm -hmm. an underground tube, ask him if he can moonwalk before doing anything. And if he can, (laughs) or even sound like that, Mm -hmm. leave him
3: alone. Let him threaten people. Scare everybody. It was interesting over the weekend because he puts out that video. Penny does, right? And with a buddy that just doesn't follow news that closely like keeps an ear on things, that whole story sort of passed him by. Okay. So in the news report that ABC would have had on this, you know what they don't mention? Hmm. How many times that guy had been arrested? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That a 67-year-old woman will have permanent brain damage after he assaulted her?
4: When you omit those things, that's part of the story. That's important, isn't it? Absolutely it is. Well, now, yeah. Right, and and the counter-argument from the left has been, in this case, well, you know, the, the Marine didn't know about those private arrests, or those previous arrests, I should say. Well, right, I understand that part, but doesn't that paint a fuller picture of why people felt threatened by this guy? Absolutely. Because he was prone to violence. That's it. Listen, if... You're telling the story of a
3: guy that you say was threatening to people. And as Legacy Media said, well, some people didn't say it was all that threatening. Well, okay, and you really don't know, but you have one guy saying, yeah, man, people were scared. I could see it in their eyes. Well, you have to take their word for it. You're, It's sort of an incomplete picture. Yeah. Now, if you are showing me images of the man that is now dead, and he's, say, eating breakfast with a smile on his face... And he's doing his Michael Jackson thing, and there's a picture of him with—I don't know if it was a relative or somebody else—that just likes a looks like a family picture. That's saying, that scene, well, seems like a friendly enough guy. I wonder if he was really capable of being that menacing. Oh, he was arrested forty-four times mm-hmm. for many assaults. Well, that—that's a truer picture of what we're looking yeah. at. But that's what media does, man. Oh, man. Yo, dude, this is crazy to me. I'm just gonna play this piece of audio. Totally switching gears. Did you hear about the new proposal in California? Yeah. That Gosh. would label parents who refuse gender-affirming care, like surgeries, abusive, and then would let social workers intervene? Oh, God. California's AB 957. What's this lady's name Is talking here? Wilson? One of the reps? Listen to this. this- this is crazy to me. We say crazy all the time. This is really crazy.
9: So this particular bill adds the very important factor that affirming a child's gender identity is in their best interest, which is what your question is about. Why does it, get, why does it actually say that in a, an affirmative way? And it really is because if you have a seven-year-old who's, who's talking about having a potential to say, I being able to articulate that they believe that they are not the same gender um, as they are biologically, then it should be affirmed. And through care, it should be determined. And that's what we did with our own child. And that would give the ability for a parent who wasn't sure to affirm and get their child the care that they need to make that so they can begin to articulate that determination.
3: All right. Following so far. Yeah. By the way, David, you've brought this guy up before it. This bill is from the senator there, Scott Weiner. Yeah. yeah. And this Wilson lady, Lori Wilson, um, is this whole, you know, effort to amend the state family code. So if a kid says at seven years old, you know, I, I think I'm a girl, you better affirm that or we're going to take it from you. Where are we, man?
9: But by saying and rejecting it in wholesale, then you're essentially rejecting your child. And that is not in the best interest of a child. We should be affirming our children in every possible way and getting them whatever appropriate care they need, whether it's...
3: Time out. Well, you better play along. Uh, David, your daughter's a dinosaur.
4: She told you she was. Uh, She did. Actually, now she's a robot dragon, which is her uh, term for transformers. Okay. So obviously, I want to be transformer affirming. Yes. Um, so I guess I need to turn her into uh, uh, the automobile of her choosing at this point. And yeah. that's a d- and dragon? Yeah. She, she calls it a robot dragon. Just spitfire? Uh, yeah. The only but question. She can't is, really spitfire, but it doesn't yeah. matter because we're playing pretend, right? The only, and you need to affirm it. The only question is, do I give her uh, supplements in the form of diesel or unleaded? A lot of questions here. Mm
3: -hmm. All right, let's hear the end of this, Coop. Go ahead.
9: Whether it's based on their gender, whether it's based on how their um, studies are in school, it doesn't matter. Our children should be affirmed. And this is saying that you have to include gender affirmation as a part of that.
5: Mm -hmm. You have to include gender affirmation as a part of that. You have
4: to. No.
3: Yes, because if passed, that law could see kids pulled from the parents' home. If their family members have what the states deem anti-LGBTQ ideals. Yeah.
5: Uh, yeah. Can you imagine affirming everything you ever believed to your parents and them allowing you to just do it? Well, it would have been crazy time. Yeah. Or you just make stuff up. Well, sure. Because mm-hmm. they have to do it.
3: Okay. So whatever the kid says, unless it's his race or right. her race, you can't change that. 'Cause that would be really offensive. But, but as far as the sex part, yeah, sure, you can change that. Okay. All right. Real quick, did you see this story about Diet Coke? That it's addictive and it can harm your body in just one hour.
4: And Hello. How did that how does that work?
3: Well, this was a I saw this in the New York Post. I'm like, okay, exactly. How in the world would this work? know because i know a lot of people like you right now david with a diet coke so how does it work with you know one hour okay it's low in calories right but there's a process that involves the addition of carbonic acid which gives the drink its fizz as they say the acidity of diet coke can contribute to tooth enamel erosion over time Mm -hmm.
4: okay i don't know and you care about your teeth a lot You floss vigorously. I'm a yes. I'm a I'm a vigorous brusher and flosser. That is true. Yes.
3: So he also says um, that the body's fat storage mode activates within 20 minutes of drinking this, um, because the insulin production is triggered. But it's this this weird thing that within an hour, that insulin does play a role in helping our body store fat. But there's no evidence that the types of sweeteners in Diet Coke affect insulin. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? Well, they've said that it helps you slim down, but that's not necessarily the case. But with your teeth and other effects on the body within an hour, you actually are feeling thirsty again and
5: somewhat more hungry. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It seemed more like clickbait than anything. (laughs) Remember when you were a kid and you put the nail in the bottle of coke? And watched the watch the bottle of coke destroy the nail? Oh yeah. 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 How long did that take actually? Do you have any I'm trying to remember now. Memory of that?
4: Yeah, I've seen people use diet coke to get the uh the built up acid yeah. off of car batteries before.
5: Right. Yeah, they dump dump regular coke too, yeah. will work. Yeah because of the acidic value of it oh, now yeah. let's have a big drink of that stuff that yeah. wow well, you know it's good takes for the acid off your battery
4: <laughs> you're telling me diet coke may be bad for me next thing i know you're going to tell me that marlboro lights are dangerous <laughs> sometimes
3: there's reports i want to see and sometimes i just don't want to see them at all yeah because at the end of the day then what are you going to eat but because it was Coke and what they did as far as the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, yeah. I'll just stay away yeah, from that. There you go. No problem for me. All right. News update. Straight ahead. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happened again. Saw this at Fox News. Female cyclist defeated by trans woman. Speaks out after race. Mm-hmm. Saying, I feel a separate category is appropriate. All
4: right. Mm-hmm. What I feel like there are enough times when uh, that particular community gets accommodated in in life. I think uh, I'm. I think we as a society needs to need to quit accommodating. Sorry, you can be trans or you can compete in sports. Sounds easy enough.
3: You know, this lady, Paige Onweller, who finished second is about as graceful as one can be. I can tell you what she said. This was, by the way, in North Carolina, the Belgian waffle race. 131-mile race through the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it's grueling. Anyway, she finished four minutes behind the winner, Austin Killips, who is the trans athlete. Onweller um, was talking about it, saying, for those following women's road cycling, you are aware of the UCI rule. That this is currently allowed rather than sharing my personal opinions about the uci rule i think it's most important to recognize that all athletes no matter how they identify should have a space to compete and race additionally underneath all helmets is a face and a person who deserves respect dignity and a safe space to ride bikes in the future i feel a separate category is appropriate but event promoters are also learning what is best to preserve both female cycling while also creating an inclusive space to all that ride
1: Okay, it's time to vote them. That's it.
7: Are you ready?
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
2: We just become best friends, yep.
1: Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van
3: Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What does it all mean? The Trump indictment. Reading a lot of different pieces about it, there was one in the Wall Street Journal. It's strong, but is it strong enough? Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, you're counting on legal experts to try to point the way to give you an idea.
5: I trust very few of them. Do you trust Dershowitz? More than I do some of these other yahoos, yes.
3: Okay, so if you had to make a prediction right now, Scott, is there enough to convict?
5: From what I've heard? Yes. Hmm. Well, again, I mean, again, I don't know what I've heard. Sometimes I'm force-fed information as well. I don't know. Maybe, yes. Come on, wishy-washy. Well, there there seems to be enough. Did you
7: order the code red? Damn right I did
5: (laughs) No, I think I think there is. Yeah, I think I, again, if all of this is true, we don't and know. it can't be rebutted. You know, and again, I'm taking this at face value. What we know now, yes, uh, I'm in trouble.
4: Yeah. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd just say when I when I hear the likes of Alan Dershowitz, uh, Jonathan Turley, mm-hmm. and a couple of other guys, and Andy McCarthy. You know, making the case, like, I'm actually surprised that at least at face value, we'll see whatever the defense. Of course, Donald Trump is presumed innocent and he will have his day in court. But when all of these guys are saying, oh, boy, this is a little bit stronger than I thought it would come out to be. I I tend to take that as a as a red flag, coupled with the fact that his attorneys quit. (laughs) I mean, something happened in between. Uh, the time they were on Good Morning America on Friday and the time that we went on the air on Friday uh, that said that said to them, we're going to hand this off to somebody else.
3: Yes.
0: Hey, Oh, I'm in trouble. Again,
4: we don't know that. But that, I didn't hear anything else about that yeah. over the weekend. What it, what it comes down to to me, again, is is the the wrangling before any trial and whether or not they can get some of these charges dismissed, whether or not the whole case can fall apart. I, I tend to think, especially if there is an audio tape, and again, this is this is narrative crafting on the part of the mm-hmm. of the prosecutors, but if the audio tape of him talking about specifically the the battle plan against Iran or whatever, if that's as damning as they're making it seem, which maybe it's not, but if it is, then it's kind of like they got him. Um, and it, you know, again, it's a malicious prosecution to me, but they still have it.
3: Okay. You know, back to that in a second, if you don't mind. I want to go down another road just for a second to talk about the Biden family corruption. Yeah, go for and it. And I know some, you, people's eyes glaze over. Is there really anything there? Okay. Well, from the form that the House Intel Committee member saw the other day, you have this Burisma executive saying, yeah, I paid $5 bucks to both Hunter and Joe Biden, and I did it in so many different bank accounts that it would take 10 years to track it all down by design. I mean, different people from the Intel Committee, they were even tweeting about it today. Well, you saw all those LLCs, right? There's like 19 I, of them I mean, or it more. insane, yeah. So you have all of that. Okay. And then Jamie Raskin, the Democrat, comes out on Friday tries to poo-poo the whole thing which is you know what legacy media picks
6: up i think that what's been taking place over the last week or two is an attempt to distract from president trump's legal troubles but they've gone back to a little which is the exact
3: opposite opposite of what's going on yeah i mean upside down world with
4: these fools no they they put it out there before the indictment news came down so what are you talking about it's Again, when you have cover constantly from media, you can lie about anything you want.
7: A little tidbit that was checked out by the U.S. attorney
6: for the Western District of Pennsylvania, Scott Brady, who was appointed in 2020 by Donald Trump's um, Attorney General William Barr to head up a task force of lawyers and investigators to check out this uh, tip and And Rudy Giuliani's allegations that Joe Biden had been involved in corruption in Ukraine. And that um assessment of this tip came back empty handed
3: empty handed yeah what does Bill Barr have to say about that? He was in charge at the time, right?
8: So the Pittsburgh office vetted it. They did some great work. They actually went back and developed more information that apparently had been overlooked by the FBI. And they developed this 1023 that has a lot of detail. Okay. And then they took it to the Delaware and to other offices and briefed them on it for their use and for follow-up.
3: Now, here's the most important part, at least to me. See if this makes sense.
8: The reason the Pittsburgh people didn't escalate it is because they weren't authorized to start a new investigation. They were simply performing a unique and limited task of vetting information that would then go to pending, already open investigations.
3: And then nothing was done. Yeah.
5: They've had it since 2020. Look at the steps involved in this.
3: Yes. Golly. But for Raskin to say, yeah, well, there's nothing Right, came right, exactly. It because they're covering. Yeah. It's right there. And we have to play the game. If this were Trump and Don Jr., what would be
4: happening? Oh, they'd both be in jail right now.
3: Yes. Without a doubt.
5: And that's what's so frustrating. Two sets of rules. We gave it to these guys. These guys took it to these guys. These guys said we can't go any further. Right. (laughs) Give me these guys on CSI. They'll get this thing wrapped up in an hour. (laughs) Meanwhile, Joy
3: Reid She's worried about this whole thing being in Florida?
4: Yeah. Uh, Well, because in Florida, uh, apparently that's like ground zero for Nazis. What? Joy Reid on MSNBC seriously had to look at the story of Trump being indicted and had to somehow shoehorn a race conversation in there and her own paranoid fantasies about Florida just teeming with Nazis who are pro-Trump and they're going to save their guy at trial.
3: Oh, goodness gracious. Are you ready for this ride? No.
9: Florida is not the Florida that people used to think of as just like lots of oranges, beaches, and Disney. Florida is now the home to one of the largest concentrations of extremist groups in the country. Uh, It has now become a beachhead for uh, racial extremism, Nazism, open Nazism. So Florida is in many ways um, a place where the danger Um, to the country. How many Floridians were there on January 6th? A lot. It's also a state now where you can carry a firearm without a permit.
3: Okay. Is she doing like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of way of making it onto the view? Like if I can sound as bat nuts crazy as them, maybe I could get recruited there after I get fired from this gig. Is it like an audition?
4: I don't know. This, Not is, sure. this is the fever dream rantings of a deranged mind. That's what that is. The, this idea that what the, a bunch of neo-Nazis are going to be seated as yeah. a jury and they're all going to be packing heat in a federal courthouse. Have you ever been inside of a federal courthouse?
3: No. I'm
4: doubting she has. Well, last, well I'll just say this. The last uh, it, While I was a reporter, at least, mm-hmm. uh, you had to check in your cell phone into a nice little locker area. Uh, you weren't allowed to take that in. You think you're going to take a gun in? Really? Really.
3: She's not the smartest.
4: Also, you know, Florida being a constitutional carry state uh, makes, I guess it's a majority now of U.S. states that are constitutional carry jurisdictions. So that's she's talking about half the country.
5: Did you see the knuckleheads out front of Disney from Central Casting with their Nazi flags and their oh, masks yeah. on? I missed that one. It's ridiculous. Well you
3: just got actors out there, well, and the you, photo ops you, sort of
5: thing? I mean, I can't prove that. Okay, that's what you were thinking. Everybody had their masks on and they had the Nazi flags. And they're getting back to her initial point about all the, the huge elements of Nazism that is running wild in Florida. You know, I mean, the- it lo- it did. It looked like somebody went to the costume place and got a bunch of costumes and flags and went out there and it With their masks on so you can't see their faces, you know, come on, man. You
3: know, they talk about any states, you know, with gun rights as these crazy lunatic states. It's the same way you've got states all over saying, "Okay, we're not going to do the puberty blockers and the genital mutilations on kids. We're not doing that here. Oh, anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans. It's hate. Mm -hmm, Bigots. That was one of the big stories. Did ABC News actually
4: say genocidal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in the headline. This is the actual headline from ABC News. Genocidal. Transgender people begin to flee states with anti-LGBTQ laws. And they start off talking about a uh, a, a Texas family uh, where they have moved out of state because their seven-year-old may no longer have access to puberty blockers. Seven-year-old. who came out as transgender at the age of three. I'm sure there was no pressure from the parents in that case, huh? No. None. Of course not. Uh, When she was three, said the mom, one day she told me I'm a girl person. Can I be your daughter? Which made me cry. Uh, They decided the family needed to move out of Texas in light of uh, state laws or regulations that uh, would allow the state to investigate... Uh, parents who are transitioning their children as child abuse because it yeah. is child abuse i'm sorry but Heck if you yeah. have a seven-year-old and you're considering puberty blockers in the next couple of years you're abusing that child
3: yeah, there's something wrong with you if a three-year-old says you know i really think that i'm a boy yeah and it's girl, and you say really hmm i want to cry
4: yeah no uh,
3: no you're not
4: yeah no, another family you're the parent Another family said that, uh, you know, it didn't feel like uh, normal teenage stress in Texas, knowing that your governor and the other top officials in your state literally don't want you to exist. That's a different kind of stress. It felt very genocidal there in Texas.
3: (laughs) And so ABC News takes that and puts it in the headline.
4: Even though a majority of Americans. yep. I, and it's really not even close when you get down to the nitty-gritty of the details and you don't try to flower it up with health care for trans kids, but you actually say sex change operations for, for preteens or teenagers, young teenagers. Yes. Overwhelmingly, Americans are like, no, what? That's crazy. Absolutely.
3: Wow. You know what? You had another story, too, we should get to. The one, the update from Seattle. Oh, the the chop zone the ice cream shop yeah
4: so remember the summer of love in 2020 all the riots and everything Uh, that term actually came from something the mayor at the time jenny durkin uh said in seattle uh, about the capitol hill autonomous zone in her city where left-wing anarchists took over several city blocks and city said nothing we can do about it they abandoned a Mm -hmm. police precinct Uh, It was called the Chaz, later called the Chop, but it's always the Chaz because I I, I feel like that actually captures the debaggery of the entire situation much better. Um, I'll go along with that. Six people were shot, two people murdered, and it was chaos for people who lived in the neighborhood. There's an ice cream chain that was affected by it, even though they supported it at the time. Molly Moon's name of the business. You may be familiar with it. Um, They're suing the city now for abandoning them, even though, again... They supported the so-called racial justice movement at the time. Right after the occupied territory was cleared out, Molly Moon put up a sign telling police officers, you're not welcome inside if you're carrying guns. The owner and founder of the company told Fox 13 at the time the sign was her idea, saying, I am anti the current police system. Yeah, I think we need major reform. But now they filed a federal lawsuit uh, saying that officials uh, they, their constitutional rights were overrun when officials decided to abandon uh, the area of Capitol Hill to BLM and Antifa rioters, lawsuit stated. Also, the lawsuit does not seem to does not seek to undermine chop participants' message or present a counter message. Well, how does that work? Because- but you know
5: what? You know what? I'd like three scoops of too bad. Yeah, <laughs> darn the luck. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just watched you stew as David. <laughs> well, God, I son. mean, uh, we support this. Well, well no way. Well, really, we didn't Wait. know what it is. This they is turned happened. on us. Who yeah. knew? By the
3: way, is Gavin Newsom running for president? Is that what's going on? We can only hope. Yeah, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You're hearing more and more Democratic voters saying, hey, want to see a debate between Biden and Robert Kennedy Jr. want to see it. Oh, so, sure. Like yeah. Three and four Democrats. Meanwhile, you get the feeling Gavin Newsom's putting himself out there for some sort of reason. Yeah. It has to be.
4: <clears throat> yeah. It's a, it, it Doesn't it really feel like a third stringer who's out there just kind of reminding the coach, like he's picking up the cones after practice or something? Yeah. Yes. Just to well, remind so that, the coach, I'm out here. Okay. I'm here. Yes. Uh, I can be a utility guy. Uh, But, yeah, Sean Hannity on Fox News interviewed the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Uh, Newsom, again, sure looks like a guy who's planning to run for president, maybe even entering a primary against Joe Biden, but he's not on board just yet. Hannity asked him about that whole dynamic.
6: Hmm. Do you think he's cognitively strong enough to be president? I, I have conversations with him all the time, yes. And I'll tell you what, you do. I'm dead serious about that. I've, convers- I've talked to him when he's been overseas. I've been in Air Force One, Marine One. I've been in the limo with him. I've spent time with him. Okay, but you never answered
1: me. my question directly. How many times does your phone ping a day, people saying you need to get in this race because they agree with me that he's not up to the job?
6: Uh, I was, I, I, I That's see a where fair go- question. I see where you're going with that. Job. I'm asking. No, I, and I'm not answering.
3: <laughs> he answered. Yeah. He totally answered. Yeah. And that was a crappy
1: piece of acting, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Did you hear it? People saying, you need to get in this uh, race. Uh, uh, they agree with me uh, that uh, he's not up uh, to the job. I,
7: was, I, 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 see, where I see where you're uh, going with
1: yeah. Actor.
5: Whatever. I wonder. They look great doing it, though. Does he? Teeth were good. The hair was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but once he opens his mouth, it's all pretty of course much was. Well it's really he's a bimbo, he's a male bimbo. well, it's also
4: really hard for lizard people to pretend to be human, so <laughs> man,
3: speaking of California real quick, did you see did you hear about the family in l a that what they found going through their parents' house? all the no. pennies? It's like a million pennies in their parents' basement. Holy mackerel, kind of crazy. loose pennies, boxes of pennies, crates of pennies, dozens of bank bags filled with pennies. The estimate is there's a million of them, okay? And they didn't say exactly how old, but a lot of the pennies are copper, not zinc. Oh, wow. So they started using those in, what, the 1980s? So, like, okay, what do you do with a million pennies? Yeah. The first thought was Coinstar, but they didn't want to lose 8%. It wouldn't work.
5: he would be there all for the next two weeks
3: doing that. Yeah. And they've called around to banks. None of them want them.
5: No. Wow.
3: Talking like ten grand, but the couple thinks there's more value in the uniqueness of the collection. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of what it's going to be like for Robbins when he's gone, going through all of your stuff. Going, okay, well, how do we get rid of it all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: bobbleheads.
5: Well, you know, this hey. is
4: the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. Biggest story of the day. I saw an update to that story about the the pennies. You did, yeah. They think it was actually a uh, a bank heist scheme that they had going on, and the reason they stole pennies instead of other denominations is because when you steal pennies, no one else involved can drop the dime on you.
7: Yeah. I, I oh, fell that for that. Hook, line, and
5: sinker. <laughs> yeah, you're. I'm
4: at dead. the edge of my seat, going, "Wow!" Like, no, what? there, there was, was no bank robbery that I'm aware <laughs> of. I just, no. I had that line. We ran out of time, and I wanted yeah. to deliver it
5: a dollar, you're lying. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, I'm done. No, you had to deliver that line. <laughs> it's perfect. <yeah>, forget <laughs> the biggest story of the day. That was too freaking. <laughs> that is just how he sucks me
3: into the story though. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, news update in the Robbins trifecta next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, apparently, if you speak the truth about trans ideology, mm-hmm. uh, you can get booted off of YouTube now. Mm. oh oh yeah yeah daily wire yeah co-ceo jeremy boring called out youtube for what happened over the weekend saying a series of violations leveled against daily wire um what was this 90 days he's received 104 violations for hateful and derogatory content for saying a man's a man and a woman's a woman yes really wow so there's been more than 200 violations in the past few months. Accounts for Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Michael Knowles, Andrew Clavin, Brett Cooper, and Jordan Peterson have all received violations. I mean, I listened to the Jordan Peterson interview. the did like, I don't understand it. Yeah. So just shutting down conversation.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's what happens when you know that your position is indefensible. You just silence people or screech them down or threaten their livelihood, threaten their lives in some cases, that's what it is. I mean, I that, it's, well, oh gosh, what is that? There was a magazine that had the cover of a woman who says that she's a man, mm-hmm. and she is very much pregnant, and we're supposed to accept that as something that's beautiful. It's not beautiful. Most people feel very uncomfortable by that. Most people realize, boy, that, that poor kid is in for one hell of a ride. Yes. And then you see this narcissist has a book out. And I sent y'all a picture of this. This is a real book. It's called In My Daddy's Belly The Miracle of Male Birth. I saw that. I saw the cover of that.
3: And that Okay. Honestly, when you sent it, I'm like, okay, I suppose that there's some kook that put that out. Now it doesn't make total sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was the person that was on the cover of the magazine. Yeah. That went all over the place. Okay. You know, the deeper they go and the more they fight this, the more the polling goes in the wrong direction for them.
4: Yeah, we had mentioned the Gallup poll earlier in the show about specifically looking at men competing against women, men who think that they're women competing against actual women. One of the more fascinating points is that in 2021, it was something like 55 percent of Democrats thought, yeah, that's okay to have someone who identifies as a woman competing against women in a bicycle race or what what have you, any of mm-hmm. that stuff. That's now underwater with Democrats. That's now like 47% approval or something like that. Interesting.
3: You know, reading this news story from Daily Wire, it mentions that over 25% of the population in the United States gets their news from YouTube.
5: Hmm. Okay. Wow, man. <laughs> and I
3: think, the, honestly, in some ways... You could look at that as good news, meaning at least it's not just old media and something that you had last week, David, talking about Gen Z it's changing its mind when it came to the trans ideology, yeah. because a lot of times you'll see news reports from, say, independent or conservative outlets that's just reason, just throwing it out there to say, well, no, biologically this isn't so. Which can have an influence on people instead of just your NBC's or, you know, CNN's telling you, well, yes, trans women are women, blah, 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 with nothing else and shutting you down. So maybe that's not a terrible thing, but it is a terrible thing. Then when YouTube is also saying, Nope, we can't have that content on here. It's hateful mm-hmm. for speaking the truth. Like you said, David, it's not defensible, mm-hmm. which makes it so frustrating. All right. Robins, you ready for your big yeah, three? Yeah, let's go, man. Let's You're sure?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Roll it out. Let's go. Time for
3: the big
0: trifecta.
5: Are you ready?
2: One, two, three.
1: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
5: Every day at this time, Scott Robbins trifecta his top three stories of the day. Come play a hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Oh, hot buddy. I didn't see him. He didn't call this weekend. Nothing. I never heard from you. Got gotcha. you. I, I know. I'm ready. Okay, try <laughs> three.
4: Number three. Biden says gay people are being thrown out of restaurants.
5: Hey, God, did you guys hear this? Yes. Okay, so he's doing the big speech. Is that on the front lawn of the White House? By the way, the That's south it like Yeah, the south lawn. Okay, south lawn. Sorry. So he's on the south lawn of the White House. Yeah, he's gathered there, and he wants you to know, in his world, somebody told him, apparently, that he's going to do everything he can to make sure gay people are not thrown out of restaurants. And, uh, this, thing, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I can't make this up. But anyway, here we go.
7: When a person can be married in the morning. And thrown out of the restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong in America.
5: Now I don't know what is he. What is he talking about? Has there been a rash of gay people being thrown out of restaurants that I'm not aware of? Not that I heard. Because I'm certainly not aware of it. No. Well, what? I'm also trying to make sense of that
3: statement. So, are you saying if they would have been single, they would have been fine as a gay couple, but because they got married, they kicked out? Or just that this could happen in the morning and then the afternoon? The tyranny kicks in and somebody that owns the restaurant says, "Uh, are you a married gay couple? Yep, Got to go. Yeah, that happened uh,
5: nowhere. No. But it's not the first time the guy's ever lied in front of people. No. And and, and the captive audience is there. and, And of course, the media runs with it. It's just it's one of those weird moments where, you know, he's lying. Yes. And he just says it. Because it stirs the pot, makes people think it's happening. Yes. The worst kind of deception right there. Well, how many people actually buy it? Do you really think? I think there's a lot more than you think, that hear yeah. him say that and just agree with it. Well, okay,
3: let's let's put it into a younger demographic. Do you think 20 to 30-year-olds are believing that? Yes. Yeah, I do. Oh, buddy. And
4: it's worse than I thought. Yeah. He just says these things. Yeah. And I... I still think he's referencing that story from a couple of years ago. It was like one in, or what was that early 2021, where a couple in New York City claimed that they got kicked out of a restaurant because they were gay, and the truth was, actually, an employee at a restaurant was rude to them mm-hmm. and said some things that were not nice, but yep. then they left. No one kicked them out. They left. And then they made a stink about it. Local news picked it up. National news picked it up. Woman gets fired. Restaurant apologizes, offers free meals uh, to the to the couple, and end of story.
5: I mean, but, the thing uh, is, he doesn't have to say that. Right. You don't have to. Say that. Why is that necessary to include that? When pandering is your language, you just can't get away from it. You're going to pander. But you're already pandering. True. I mean, you just add some phony story to attach it to it, and everybody believes it. That is terrible. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) We're getting closer and closer to number one.
4: Up to number two. Number Mm -hmm. two. You're telling me Biden's going to miss an event because he's having surgery? Well, Hmm.
5: he's having a root canal. Damn root canal. Hmm. Uh, He underwent the first stage of the procedure yesterday, and he's going through the second stage of it later today. So that's going to put him on the sideline for when the NCAA champions come visit the White House. He won't be able to do it. They're going to have the women's and men's NCAA championship teams from the 2022-23 season. The White House said, well, pinch hitting for the president will be Vice President Kamala Harris. She's going to be hosting College Athlete Day, the celebration at the White House, because they said the president will probably not feel up to it at that point in time. Okay. now, when Biden is finally able to speak, he will apologize for it. And make a claim that his grandma died, and that's why he couldn't make it. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not kidding, folks. Well, I have hope with
3: this whole thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. What is that? just think, at least to my knowledge, the last time Kamala was around college athletes.
7: Oh, gosh.
3: It was after Howard lost in the NCAA tournament, and she was there to pick up the pieces. In their locker room. And encourage them. And how ridiculous that was. So if we can get anything close to that, that would be pretty cool. I don't know if we will or not. But remember, you tried hard,
5: and you, you tried so hard I mean, that the was end. the It was the worst, right? Yes. If she does a repeat performance of this, oh, man, I'm there. Yeah, I want to be there. Got to be there.
3: I don't have time to get into that right now, but Gosh, we'll see what, oh, yeah. what rolls a little awesome. bit later on. Now, on with the countdown. Yes, the Sky Robins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one.
4: Number one, uh, England is the next country to ban puberty
1: blockers.
5: Yeah, the uh, publicly funded health service in England has decided it will not just offer up puberty blocking drugs for kids at gender identity clinics, saying, believe it or not... More evidence is needed about the potential benefits and harms. The National Health Service said yesterday that outside of research, Friday rather, that outside of research, getting puberty suppressing hormones should not just be routinely commissioned for kids and adolescents. That's not to say people under the age of 18, they can still get puberty blockers in exceptional circumstances. They said a clinical study on the impact of kids is due to start next year. We don't know enough about it, so therefore, we can't do it.
3: Oh, that's terrible. Oh, well, Biden's not going to be happy about that, I guarantee you. Well, it's transphobic. Isn't that what he said the other day? It was unjust and ugly oh, yeah.
7: or something like that? Mr. President, I was proud to end the ban on ten transgender troops in the military. <laughs> Signed the Respect for Marriage Act. Yeah. Strengthen the civil rights protections for LBG, LBGT oh Americans. What was that again? Protections for LBG, LBGT <laughs> Americans. And advance LGBT human rights around the globe. Does that, that f-
5: root canal start on Friday? Is that yeah, why I he's to have he his some, I think he was some in pain, Pumped, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: But our fight is far, far from over because we have some hysterical what? and... I would argue, prejudice oh. people who are engaged in all what you see going on around the country.
3: Yeah, trying to protect kids, right? It's
7: a, it's an appeal to fear, and it's an appeal that is totally, thoroughly unjustified and ugly.
5: What a terrible person.
7: Okay. Man. And there you have it. Yes. You know, maybe
5: they'll switch out his batteries while they have him sedated <laughs> for his, you know. <laughs> Golly. The Scott Robbins trifecta. God. Well done. Oh, by the way... um,
3: If you want – I didn't have a chance to get to this earlier. Did anybody see – this was like something that was going around online. People were saying modern-day phrases that need to go. Oh, boy. (laughs) I want to hear these. Do you? Yeah, I do. All right. You want to just run them down? Yeah, sure. Sure. How about uh, we'll start – we'll just do seven. Okay. Uh, Count them down like Casey would. Make him proud, okay? All right. Uh, The use of mansplaining. You had enough? Yeah, Yeah, because most
4: of the time it's just a dude who is explaining something. Right. They want the men to shut up, though. Yeah. That's what they say.
3: Okay, uh, how about pull yourself up by your bootstraps? It doesn't bother me. Kind
7: of
4: antiquated. It doesn't bother
5: me. Yeah, a little antiquated. Yeah, I agree with David on that.
4: Well, usually
5: the pushback now is
4: some people just can't
5: they don't have boots. <laughs> <laughs> you have boots to pull them up and <laughs> boot traps. <draft. laughs> <Boots>. Boot equity.
3: <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Another one people say it's got to go. Oh, I like that. I like that one too. I've used that one. I'm starting to see a trend here. People that are weak is it the people that are weak are saying these are the phrases that need to go. Yeah. Um everything happens for a reason. Okay, yeah. I admit it. I hate I hate it. that one too. Really?
5: Does it? Yeah uh money can't buy happiness you love that one scott (laughs) no money can't buy happiness i would be the happiest guy in the world with more money i'll guarantee you (laughs) but you see miserable people that are really rich yeah
7: so i'd I'd like to i'd like to give
5: it a shot you just want to try it i want to turn the tables on that one yeah how about sorry not sorry no i'm done with that one too a little tired yeah
3: finally the customer is always right
5: You tired of that one? Uh, mm. No. No, okay. I, I, I'm okay with that one. I mean, I wouldn't use it, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, again, man, it doesn't sounds like... doesn't offend me.
3: No, it's. Right. there are other things that are a little more tired, I would say. I want to see the manager. That one should be gone <laughs> do away with. What are you?
5: Tired of the whole Karen thing? Yeah, I'm real tired of it.
3: Okay. Do you like it, it is what it is? No, I don't, and I don't. (laughs) I don't know that I can break that one. I love that one. All right, news update and memorize of the news coming up.
4: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Hey, remember when the Biden administration said that they were providing a a new means to orderly uh, and safe migration from south of the border into this country? One, One of the things that they did was they started this app Remember that they they put <laughs> put out this app and said, hey, just sign up online using this app and you can come on in. This is how you can check in and make an appointment to come on into the country. Yes. Well, officials have suspended the use of that app in South Texas now because uh, uh, people on the other side of the border between Laredo and Nuevo Laredo, which is in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mexican officials were using the information on the app to extort people. They said, oh, you got this appointment, I see. Well, you better give me what you got in your wallet, or else we might detain you, and make sure you miss that appointment. Wow. They're just drawing a bright red circle around all these people who are apparently just so desperate to come into America. They're fleeing gang violence and whatever. And Joe Biden just basically created Uber for cartels and corrupt cops to take advantage of these folks.
3: Unreal. Unreal. By the way, I guess I could put this in Nimrods. It, this did make news. Did you hear about the Miami Heat, their mascot getting punched by Conor McGregor? No. It was supposed to be like a planned thing. Conor McGregor comes onto the floor and then punches him. The thing was, <laughs> what wasn't planned apparently was McGregor was actually going to punch him. Oh, gee, He punched him hard twice. The guy, I from what I heard, had to be taken to the hospital. Holy mackerel. And they asked Dana White, the UFC, you know. The head of the AOFC about
7: it, and he said,
3: hold on, here's the audio. I have right here. Roll it.
7: I saw the Deontay Wilder one, too. What's up with mascots wanting to get punched in the face by professional fighters?
5: (laughs) What do you expect? What are those mascot things made out of? Unless you're like the Golden Knights mascot. (laughs) I don't even know what the hell he wears, but I'm assuming it's a metal helmet. I wouldn't have professional fighters punching me in the face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. He does kind of have a point there. You know, I wouldn't want to get punched. Whether I had a mask on no. or not. No, I'm good. All right, we got to get to the Nimrods.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
5: I love the poorly educated. All
1: right.
3: 22 year old guy, Indiana, Frankie Rosa, arrested. Why? He was shooting at a mouse outside. His neighbors called the cops, hey. This guy's squatting down in the front yard. The mouse was in a trap. Inside, he took it outside to then shoot it. Oh, but a guy was outside with a study. He said, what are you doing? Cop showed up. <laughs> he was arrested. <laughs> and that's Nimrods in the news.